Welcome back to the podcast. This is an exclusive just because I am not really camera ready at the moment. (laughs) I want to talk about a topic that I don't think enough people normalize. And you would think that in this economy or the way things have gone down in the last few years that people would be more apt to talking about it. But this is just what I do. So let's go. Before we begin, I want to thank you so much for sharing these episodes and for liking it. I get some wonderful, amazing, encouraging messages on Instagram and some email from those of you who are listening. And I would really like to start banging out more content. And now that I have some free time, let's talk about that. I recently moved across state and I got this job with this company. Now I'm going to talk about all the red flags I'm going to talk about all the things that I ignored my intuition. We're going to talk about what it's like to grow up in a cult where education is not allowed. We're going to talk about how your self-worth is all wrapped up in that and how, as we were growing up, education was strongly frowned upon. Now, I know throughout the last decade or so, you'll hear Active JW say that that's just not true. It's almost like they forget (laughs) where and how they grew up. Could people go to college? Yes. Was it frowned upon? Yes. In fact, I know one family, I still love this family so much. Her father was an elder and she went to college as did her brother. And the family had to keep it quiet or else the father would have to step down. And I know there's more stories that are similar to that as well. So in my particular story, and maybe you can relate to this, I got married at 28 years old. In JW land, I was ancient (laughs) Right. But by that point, I'd already been through the judicial process three times in my 20s. And because of that, I was programmed to believe that I had no value in the eyes of a man. I was programmed to think that I was used goods. I was programmed to think that, in fact, in fact, yes, I was programmed to think that I would never find a good man. And when I had my last words with the elder, I'm talking to you, Ron Ryan. When I had my words with the last elder, he looked at me straight in the eyes and he said, a good brother is not going to want you because of this. That stuck with me. It never left me. So throughout the years, I defined and held value in myself by the way I was looked at by other people. So, and this is not just a religious thing, by the way, a lot of people have their self-worth wrapped up and their identities wrapped up and how financially successful they are or how things look, because let's be honest, in the JW religion, there is this illusion that is more important than reality. As long as you look good, as long as you look spiritual, that's all that really matters. You could be dying on the inside, but nobody really actually cares about that. And if you're dying on the inside, it's most likely a spiritual problem. After I got married, we had my daughter right away, and my ex-husband had balanced parents in this arena. He went to to college, and then when he changed careers in his 20s, he went to uh, another two-year course where he's in the profession he's been in for the last 15 years. I didn't have that. So all of a sudden, we slipped into this parent-child relationship. And it was nothing he did in that aspect. It was just, I just felt like I could do nothing. So I became a mom. And I admit, I'm a pretty good mom. Sidebar, if you're a mom and you're listening to this and you think you're a bad mom, I just want you to know that only the good moms think they're bad moms, right? Just like people who are insane don't think that they're insane. And that is the best advice my therapist ever gave me. So if you're like, you know, 
under the covers today feeling really terrible. Maybe you lost your job or maybe you're feeling like you're a bad parent or maybe you don't have kids and you just feel terrible anyway. Just know you're in good company, but let's talk about why that is. So getting back to this, I we had my daughter right away and then a year and a half later, we had my son. And it's because I am 30 years old at this point. Everyone who was my age that I grew up with in school had already long established their careers. They did, I'm doing air quotes here, they did it the right way. And they're, now that I'm in my 40s, we all know that's bullshit because there is no right way, to be honest. There's more than one way to skin a cat. I don't understand that phrase, but it's absolutely true. It's There is no right way. But still, being a mom just wasn't enough for me. I felt like my brains were slowly oozing out of my ears and I just could not seem to pull myself up and just enjoy the process of being a mom. So that being said, throughout the years, I developed skills. I'm very good at design. Social media wasn't a thing when I first became a mom. Instagram was barely new. And I started getting really good at photos and I saw something going on with social media. I felt like I became this cliche. Now I'm in my late 30s, early 40s. Marriage is falling apart. I'm unhirable. I have no skills. I know I paint myself to be this wonderful creature of magic, right? This was my mindset. I'm not saying this is reality. This is what I thought of myself. I truly thought of myself. Number one, now I'm nothing without my husband who he pays the bills and I have to ask for an allowance and that's going to be my life forever. And if you follow me on Instagram, you saw that I I spoke of this in my last post and that I would talk about how I became financially independent. But would you know it on that, that that post was inspired because I got fired two days beforehand. But I'm going backward because I want to tell you about what it took for me to actually get this job. It was the highest paying job that I've had ever. But throughout my marriage, I still felt like I wanted to contribute. This is how I fell into an MLM, which by the way, MLMs are predatory business models for people like I was who just want to contribute, who feel that they want to give more to the family. If you're a man and you think your only contribution to the family should be paying the bills, you need to go back to 1955 because they want their mentality back. I'm just going to say it. You cannot take that mentality from the organization where you were taught that and bring that into the real world because that is not going to fly, especially if your woman is waking up to her self-worth. Good luck with that. But I digress. The organization wants to keep us stupid. They do. They want to keep us in the sand. They want to keep us blind. They want to keep us deaf. They want to keep us focused on them. I know that now. That is obviously one of the biggest reasons why they didn't want anyone to get an education unless, unless you become a lawyer and then you're a lawyer for the organization that they're okay with. As I was growing up throughout my teens and my twenties, I took on the, I thought the end was coming and you probably did too. I took on these jobs that were so mindless, so menial, so I capped out at my salary and I pioneered full-time because I thought that's my career and what I did to get money supported my career. Really backward thinking. And so then I become a mom and I had absolutely no plan of my own. I had no money of my own. I had no skills of my own. I had no education of my own. I felt very trapped for many of those years, but something clicked after I woke up from the religion. And this is scary for people who wake up or for people whose spouses wake up. They may not be able to handle you in this new version of yourself. They may not be able to handle you actually liking yourself. 
It's amazing how people find little use for you when they can no longer control you. And I thought, okay, if I end up a single mom, I'm screwed. What do I do? And then I filed. So fast forward, we now decide to get divorced. And I have a very long history of my only job, my only position, my only role in life is being a mom. I'm not discrediting myself as a mom. Don't be mistaken. My kids changed my life. And as far as I'm concerned, I would do it all over again voluntarily. But I still needed something to pay my bills. I wanted to feed myself and my children. I knew that if I ended up divorced, there's nothing. So I thought I was becoming a cliche. I became that stay-at-home mom who was approaching 40, who had to ask her husband for grocery money. I, on, an, on what planet did I let that happen? And if you're watching this and you are just tiptoeing into that mentality, I'm going to strongly encourage you to get your shit together. And I, I may do another episode on the steps that I took. Disclaimer, I'm still learning. I am not a financial wizard by any stretch of the imagination, but it's that mindset while I was in that I'm not good at math. And whatever you keep telling yourself, that will prove to be true. I discovered that I was pretty good at graphic design. I knew enough to get by. I didn't know the, the big industry programs. I still don't know Adobe. I don't know the big, heavy-hitting programs that designers go to college to learn these programs. But some companies don't require a degree. Some companies don't require Adobe. It just depends on what you're looking for. So I got this job with Boys and Girls Club of America running their social media. And I thought that that was amazing because it was something. Fast forward a few months and the Mental Health Association hires me. And I fell into this amazing job slash apprenticeship where the director of marketing and the CFO were both very strong and powerful women who just kind of mentored me. And they took the reins on so many things that I didn't give myself credit for. And they encouraged me and they showed me where I was worth it. It just so happened that I was also surrounded by a bunch of therapists. So it was one of the most wholesome environments I have ever worked in. But in the process of getting divorced, of course, I decided to relocate to a more affordable area. And here I am on the other side of the state and I apply for this job, which took four interviews, four. That should have been a red flag to begin with, which it was, but I ignored it. Again, because I'm that girl that's like, yeah, I'm going to trust my intuition, but maybe my intuition is wrong. That's the hallmark of surviving religious trauma. You don't trust your intuition when it matters. <laughs> so he hires me. I go through this four interview process, turning down other positions in the interim. And next thing I know, I end up fired. Why did he fire me? Well, I didn't turn in my timesheet, but I'm not going to go into more detail about any of that because I, this person knows that I have a podcast. So I really don't want to be hit with any sort of legal issues or whatever. I don't know. That's me catastrophizing and making up stuff in my head that probably won't exactly happen. But the point of the story is I ended up fired out of nowhere. I was putting a campaign together for them. I was on the phone with one of the teammates and I get a phone call one day. Hey, we're going to part ways. What? Like, And it was in the first 30 days. So he completely was ready to do that. Thank goodness, though, I have built up an emergency fund for times like this. So if you don't have an emergency fund, get yourself an emergency fund and make sure it is a high yield savings account. I use Ally Bank. Just so you know, if I drop names and brands, this podcast is not sponsored. I do not make a dime off this podcast. I don't know how to monetize a podcast. So if you do, please tell me, help me with this. But I really did find a lot of solid advice. This one podcast called The Financial Feminist. Also, there's a Facebook group called Her First 100K. 
you have to go into that group, ladies. It is one of the most amazing Facebook groups learning about personal finance. In the last year, I built my credit score up from 590 to I'm just under 700. And to me, that is massive. Coming from where I was a year ago, I didn't even have my own credit card. And now here we are. So he fires me and I grieve for about two to three days. Now, just to backtrack a little bit, for those of you who think that there's big money in becoming a YouTuber, there's not. And I don't have a Patreon. I don't ever, ever want to get a Patreon because I voluntarily do this. I voluntarily do the channel. And if most of my audience are recovering XJWs and trauma survivors, the last thing I want to do is take your money. If you ever want to pay me in my work, pay yourself, find a skill, follow your dreams. That's how you're going to help me. Because that would tell me that you're actually listening to what I'm saying. And if you're in your 20s and your 30s, listen to this old lady. Don't spend your money on YouTubers. Spend your money and invest on ways to grow yourself. Take courses in personal finance. Take courses in things that are going to grow your future. Spend money on that. Don't spend money on me. I'll be here. I'll be here. I'm going to keep creating content. So YouTube and the podcast are just things that I do, which is why I don't drop content that often because I was working so much, which is what pays my bills. Make sense? I know, I wish I was one of those content creators who could drop tirelessly, but it's probably because I don't know how to monetize my podcast. If I could talk every day in the thin air and get paid to do it, I would. But I don't know how to do that, and I'm working on it. So after the shock of getting fired hit me, I grieved for about two days. I don't think I showered for a solid three days. I don't think I even... I don't think I even did laundry. I, I just felt so terrible about myself. It reminded me of getting disfellowshipped. Honestly, it, it was very triggering. And if you're going through something like this and you can't understand why you're so triggered, because it's not personal, it's just business. If you're triggered by that after leaving a cult, when these men have control over your self-worth, that is why it triggered you. And I know that that's why it triggered me. First off, because I really had no idea it was going to happen. I mean, I... My intuition told me maybe this may not be the right fit, but I thought it was just because I didn't know enough. After those days of not showering, not eating, and barely breathing, I decided this is what I needed. This is where I change. I just happen to be one of those people who needs to be told over and over again, here's your sign. Are you listening? This is not for you. Hello. There's an angel tapping on my shoulder telling me you need to get away. And all too often, I don't listen. I grieved about it for about two days. And in that moment, I woke up at two o'clock in the morning and I said, oh my God, I got to do something different. I cannot let people determine my worth. I cannot let people tell me what my work is worth. I cannot let people tell me what they think I'm valued at. Because that's essentially what a salary is, isn't it? A salary is, hi, this is what I think you're worth, which is a sin as far as I'm concerned, no matter what country you're listening to this from. I think that that is one of the biggest scams ever is being told what your value is. Now, I parlayed this into the organization for so many reasons, because had I been afforded the opportunity to be one of the great many things that I believe I could have been since from a young age, I wouldn't be in my 40s wondering where my next paycheck is going to come from. But also, I'm not naive to think that an education is the end-all be-all. I don't believe that. I mean, there are tons of skilled tradespeople who do wonderfully in their business I decided to launch my own social media management company. I'm good at it. I know I can do it. And I undervalued myself for so long. And I realized the, it was such a blessing working for this agency for the small time that I did. The amount of work this person wanted me to do with the amount of money he wanted to pay me to do it is horrific. 
Because when I wrote down everything that I do and what it actually costs me to do, what it had in the time, I realized I have been grossly underpaid and grossly undervalued. And that is what I want this podcast to be about. I want this episode. I, if you learn, if you heard nothing from this podcast episode, I want you to hear the words that say, nobody gets to determine your worth. No spouse, no boss, no person in the congregation, no leader, no one gets to determine your worth without you giving them permission to do so. Only you have the right to determine your worth. And if you don't see yourself as much, if you don't see your skills as valuable, if you don't see yourself as an asset, they're going to see you the exact same way you see yourself. If we don't set boundaries with people, if we don't say, no, 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 you cannot talk to me like that. And I admit, as a woman, having left a cult, all too often, I would let men in the working world talk down to me, and I would just expect that. I would allow it because it felt normal to me. When you're raised in toxic dysfunction and chronic narcissistic abuse, we tend to recreate those situations that we're comfortable with. And so we sometimes we're attracted to the demonstrative type of personality. Maybe we think an employer who's very bossy is normal. What you allow persists. And I realized in that moment, you know what? Thank you. Thank you for firing me. Because two days later, I launched my company. And now the passion is just built up inside of me. What he didn't realize is that he created his competition. Which brings me to my next point. If you just left abuse, whether it's religion or a relationship, and you're still in that conveyor belt, right? The predictability, the job that you hate. There is no living in that. Take it from someone who has chronic illness that tomorrow is never promised, please. You're not doing anybody any favors by staying in a job that you absolutely hate. I'm not saying quit and be frivolous and be flippant about paying your bills. I'm saying you're not doing anybody any good by doing something that you absolutely hate. Because here's what happens. Tell me if you can relate to this. I'm in this job because... It's all I could get. I'm in this job because I work for a company that is all JWs. And this is why I'm PMO. Do you see how our thought process keeps us in the situation? How our mindset means everything. So what I like to do is I like to think long-term where I want to land, where I want to end up and I work backwards, right? So this is what I've said before is that the goals aren't the problem. My system was the problem, big time. I took a job that was so haphazard and random and I wanted to prove myself. I needed to prove to myself that, hey, you know what? I actually am a really good project manager and I actually really am a good creative director. And they know that. They know that I was good. To fire someone over a timesheet? I mean, come on, let's think about this here. It's absolutely ridiculous. But ridiculous enough for me to say, oh, no, 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 I, I'm going to go my own direction. And sure enough, I've set my own prices and I know that that's the work I can do. So if you're listening to this and you're feeling really miserable about your position in life and you're feeling like you can do better and the reason why you feel you could do better is because you can. It's not that you should. It's because you can. And for your whole life, you undervalued yourself. So if you want to take a couple courses, do that. Online courses. Go to udemy.com. U-D-E-M-Y. I love, 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 love that. I love that website. And this is going to be a shameless plug for my company. I want you to go look at the socialnarrator.com because that's what I do, the art of storytelling. And I like to combine brand awareness with telling the story behind the brand. I think that is so important. Nobody wants to be sold to. Nobody buys a product or service. What people buy is a solution to a problem. So if you know of somebody who can use some social media support, I'm the person to do it. 
Just don't be like me and don't let your self-worth get wrapped up in what people think you should be or what people tell you you're worth. It's a very easy trap to fall into. So I hope after listening to this, you're determined to launch that business, to start that web page, to make that video, to create that content, to write that blog post, to apply for that job that you think you're not qualified for. I got to tell you, every job that I've applied for required a bachelor's degree. And the two that I got, the two jobs that I got, didn't even ask me if I had it. I applied anyway. If you think you're underqualified, apply anyway. See what happens. Most of the skills and jobs can be taught. What they can't teach is heart, creativity, passion. They can't, they, they can't teach those things. And if those are the things you have, the rest is a detail. So please don't undervalue yourself. Don't be like me. <laughs> don't wait until you're miserable to walk away. And I sure as hell don't want my kids thinking it's okay for an employer to treat you like garbage. My whole point in talking about this is because I want you to see that things happen for me, not to me. And if you can adopt that mindset, you'll see that everything works out even when it doesn't. It's a true thing. The more you look for things, the more you find them, right? Isn't that true? And believe me, I'm not happy because I lost my job. I am happy because. I, by default, thought to myself, okay, where's the lesson in this? This is happening for me, not to me. Where's the lesson in this? And that's what the the lesson was. Well, he undervalued you and you allowed it. Not that I'm blaming myself, but full disclosure, I did. I allowed it. I was just looking to get paid for something, but it wasn't fulfilling. I was giving my best work to somebody else. And I could have been doing that for myself the entire time. That concludes this episode for today. Thank you so much for watching. Up on the channel, wait till you see the interviews we have. We have former elder coming on to tell his story. We have a woman from the Bronx who has such an amazing story, who wasn't born and raised in the religion, and she's gonna tell her experience. And then we also have later on in the week, we have a licensed mental health counselor coming on to answer all the questions from the Reddit thread that I started. And we're really excited about all of these guests. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next time. Thank you.